Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill. It's the friggin' fourth again. My second podcast today, after a little bit of <clears throat> a while of radio silence. Busy over the weekend, you know, having too much fun, carving too much fucking wood, and you're saying, saying <laughs> So, you know, here I am again. I guess it's going to be a good one, I guess. So I got a lot of my mind. A lot of my mind. It was Monday, as I told you earlier, there's a little fucking uh, video, short video clip that I posted and told everybody, yeah, let's get freaking riled up for Monday, it might rain, suck it up, if it ain't rain, rain and we ain't training, look at this, uh, look at this guy here set up outside, some vendor or something, he's got a, uh, a stand-up, like, human simulator punch bag, so it's standing there, and you can, the guy's just peppering it with punches and kicks, knees, fucking impressive, his martial arts prowess, I said, let's go after this day, and so I have done that, I want to tell you that I have been successful in uh, crumbling the booger, as I would say, you know, in other words, I don't give a shit what comes my way today, I'm going to win, and I'm going to succeed, and sometimes that means, you know, you got to do it, you survive at all costs. You have to find the joy in difficult times. You have to be comfortable where others are uncomfortable. These are all themes of making motivation. That's a big one. When it fucking rains and it's cold and it's wet and it's freaking hot and it's whatever, the climate situation. Bugs out there, they're buzzing in your ears, getting the chills. It ticks walking all over your dick and your asshole. You got fucking, you're dehydrated, you're hungry, you're miserable, your freaking girlfriend just broke up with you, your boyfriend, whatever your situation is, you got fucking uh, rash on your ass, you got a fucking eating MREs out in the woods, whatever. The one thing that the Marine Corps taught me was how to embrace the suck. I've done podcasts on this before. It's not a foreign uh, concept. Just suck it up. Learn to like things that are hard. This is why people train in physical training, you know? It's why people do mud runs. It's why people like to go punish themselves in the gym. They do it because it's a comparison. It's doing something hard deliberately so that when tough times come, they are prepared for it. Look, not that really anything tough happened to me today. Uh, I adjusted a bunch of patients. I loved on everyone. I cared. I told some stories. I saw some new patients. I did my very best to serve people. Man, I fucking love people. In case, in case I haven't made that clear, I love people and I despise people. Sometimes folks will piss you off a little bit. I did have some cancellations today. And I'm going to tell you about this phenomenon. Now, the reality is that this shit happens all the time. There's all kinds of chaos that has engulfed the world as we know it recently. You read that on the news and, oh my God, there's something going on here and this girl got killed by her boyfriend while they're going across the country and we, you know, deficit and coronavirus and all these terrible things, fucking skies falling chicken little stuff. It's been drama since fucking human beings, since life started on this earth. 
been killer be killed situations, there's been betrayals and all kinds of terrible stuff out there. We just can't stay away from the drama, human beings. So I say that, all that to say that people, people, um, you, you can't fault them for having conflicts or situations come up in their lives. And I don't, you know, I, I'm sensitive to all that. I love everyone. I care for people. I got a busy, busy schedule, and I'm I'm honored to take care of people. But sometimes I feel disrespected. You know, like my schedule, as I've said before, if I have Joe Blow on my schedule and he cancels, well, Sally Jones, she might have been really hurting and wanted that spot. You know, but really needed my care, and you know fucking dick lick over here he chooses to call me at like with an hour to go and say hey I'm not feeling well or um, you know something with work came up <clears throat> and I understand that I understand that last minute plans cancellations occur but I'm telling you now it's affecting me now your problems are affecting me so I this is my feeling like I, I know that we it, we're used to problems spilling over into um, other people's lives. What are you doing, lady? Fucking turn already. Um, we are used to problems spilling over into our lives all the time. Uh, our problems becoming other people's. That is that is a problem. That is a pathology. In some in on some level, <clears throat> it is excusable. It's just the way it happens. You know, somebody, let's say somebody in your family has a real, you know, a problem that's so significant that all of the resources get sucked to that one person. And then it fucks up the energy that might have been used to plan a family reunion or to, you know, just to have peace and uh, pleasant relationships between family members. One person is sucking all of that energy. This is why, honestly, now, <clears throat> this is why I don't talk to my family so often. Because in my development, my early childhood years, not so much then, but my teen years, my preteen years, there's a lot of drama in my family. I don't blame anyone in particular for it, necessarily, but it was there. And it stole resources that might have been devoted to, I don't know, spending time with Aaron, giving Aaron some attention. So, anyway, I don't know if it's native that was nature or nurture, or I was deprived of something growing up. But I sure as hell feel like I was, and it just—it's it, fine. <clears throat> Everybody's got a sob story like that. Most people do are unhappy with their upbringing, but the dysfunction never seemed to go away. And the problem with that is that when the pro- when people keep on perpetrating the same dramas, you have to at some point in time walk away for your self-preservation or you are fucked. You're going down on that sinking ship. So I said, not me. And I don't give a fuck if they hear this. You know, I've told them this. They know it and they feel it. I'm not going to be coming around for another dose of bullshit, you know what I mean, I don't need that drama in my life, you know, now if somebody really finds themselves in dire straits, I'll stand with them, but uh, back to my 
um, my lifeguard analogy. I'm a capable lifeguard. I'll be there for you. I'll be for there, there for people who don't even deserve necessarily, arguably, my help. I'll be the one to save you. But if you try to bring me under, I'm going to fucking leave you down by the drain. I'll push you down there. Now you're really drowning, motherfucker. That's how I feel sometimes. I know that's how you feel too, listener. Or maybe you should feel. <clears throat> or maybe you don't have the fucking nutsack to say it, to say it, declare it to anybody. Anyway, I'm not even angry. I'm just talking philosoph- uh, philosophical philosophy right now. But people, um, I get cancellations, and I get people that whose problems spill over into my day, and I, I can take that on the chin sometimes when it's a genuine emergency, and I also have situations where, okay, now your problem's affecting me, and now somebody else doesn't get cared for because of whatever's going on in your life. If I can shuffle the cards in such a way that everybody wins, I will, but if I can't, you're paying me for my time that you committed to. I'm going to start telling people this very fucking directly. I've written notes all over the office. Um, I've told people. I've emailed and text messaged people. You know. And um, some days I just feel, I don't know, slighted, taken advantage of. Uh, I need to reschedule my appointment. Okay, we're going to put it for next week then? Uh, you want to get in for next week at the same time? Or are you going to be here? And you really, you know, that person would probably be offended if you told them, if you said that to them. Or are you going to actually make it this time? Um, just so you know, we we reserve these appointments, you know, a half hour dedicated to you and Dr. O. And if you don't make it, then... You know, he doesn't get paid, and somebody else might have wanted that spot and needed it very badly, hurting, you know, somebody who's an acute patient. So, now I guess fuck them, right? So, nobody wins. So, this is me saying, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. But it pisses me off. I'm going to take some extreme measures, professional but but important measures, in order to prevent this from happening in the future. Just because it's a thorn in my side, and it really, what really pisses me off is that it, it sacrifices, it squanders my care and my compassion for people. It threatens my compassion because I lose my patience, and then I don't want to help anybody. You know, that sort of thing. So uh, anyway, this is me fighting that stand-up punching bag dummy. Just venting a little bit. I'm a nice guy. I guarantee if you're the type of person who missed an appointment or did something like that, I give you plenty of freaking rope to hang yourself before I finally tell you anything about it. Anyway, that's that. Um, That was like the worst thing that happened to me today, and I'm fortunate in that way. Shit. There's all kinds of sorrows in this world people with real problems, but it's part of my plight. I'm going to tell you a story now that I think is very interesting. It has absolutely nothing to do with that, my little appointment woes. 
there are some people that just have no shame. You know anybody like this? You know, like I, I talked to somebody today who I, I, I posted, remember last week I was talking about how somebody took a, a shit in my freaking on Monday last week, my toilet was clogged and I had to call the plumber and I mean, how many fucking podcasts do I got to do about this? Um, you're tired of hearing about it. You know the fucking history of my plumbing. So it's somebody, I, I wrote a, a, a note, like a sign that I printed out on Word. I printed out and it basically said, um, you know, if you got to take that, uh, go easy on the toilet paper. I got the fucking one ply in place now. So that's all you're getting. Fucking MSB brand, money saving brand, shit paper to wipe your delicate little asses. That's what you're getting. You're not going to clog my toilet again. So, I also posted under that, please wait till you get home to drop that giant deuce, like a number two. And if people are offended by this, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. Now, if you got to go, you got to go. I'm just saying, I don't know why some people have no problem sitting in a tiny little fucking bathroom like at a doctor's office or a bar or a restaurant where it's really not, you can tell it's not set up. It's not like a public restroom where it's designed to service an entire school or entire workforce. Like it's a little restroom at the end of a hallway. And you mean to tell me, like if you got a shit, go. But you mean to tell me that you are comfortable sitting in this tiny little restroom and cutting a turd in there. While, you know, mere feet away, business is being conducted and I'm adjusting people and the front desk is gone and there's people in and out of the office and you walk out there, you're going to drop a bomb in my toilet. Do that shit at home, literally, man. So somebody made a comment to me today, somebody I know and love, and said, hey, you know, sometimes people have to go. That's true. And in that case, do what you got to do. But I've had some plumbing issues now, and it's start, I'm starting to lose my patience with this sort of thing. So I, I'm backing this into the whole, <laughs> pun intended, people not having shame. You ever know somebody who just, they could shit anywhere, man. Most people are like, well, I, you know, I will never shit in public. I, I don't like it, you know, like, I, if I got to take a poop, I'm going to wait till I get home, or I'll hold it all day. You know, I know people like that. They're never going to take a crap at school or work. No way. <clears throat> well, I've known some people in my day who are the exact opposite of that. They always, they're going to shit everywhere. I was on patrol in the middle of the Carolina wilderness one time, or maybe it was Spain, and we were in a friggin' cigar-shaped perimeter on patrol. We took a fucking knee in the middle of the night, two in the morning, on a night patrol, because my assistant patrol leader had to take a shit. So he took a shit within the boundaries, within feet of me. He took a shit. Because he had to go. And sometimes, like we discussed, you have to go. Right? Sometimes you got to go. And he did. There's the same guy that would go on runs. 
and at the halfway mark of a three-mile run, you run down 1.5 miles down the road, turn around point. At a mile and a half, we turn around and go the other way. He would have to duck into the woods because for some reason, physical activity would actually prompt bowel movements, whereas for most people, it suppressed it. You don't, most of the time, you don't need to take a shit when you're running, when you're exerting. Ooh, man, let me knock out this set of bench press. Ooh, I really got to take a shit now. Now, your muscles are working, your digestive system shuts down. So he would have the opposite effect, and he would duck into the woods and take his sock off and wipe his ass with a sock, or rip his sleeve off and wipe his ass with his sleeve. I never see anything like that myself or in my life, other than that. This is shit that happens in the Marine Corps, literally. Another one is this. <clears throat> Get this. Talk about somebody with no shame. When I was in the Marine Corps, and I apologize if you've heard this story before. This is a fucking doozy. One of my best stories. We're in 29 Palms, California, in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Sand everywhere. Mountains. Little vegetation. Hot as fucking hell. And we lived in these A-frame structures. Long A-frame structures with corrugated steel on the outside. We were living there, we had cots, we had all our gear, all our weapons, all that shit inside these areas. And we, by day or night, we we file out, we jump on trucks or on our vehicles, we go and attack hills and do all kinds of, blow things up and all this shit. There was a building, a rest of the head, or the, the facilities, restroom, right next to where we lived. Like, I'm talking about dozen, dozens of these A-frame structures with different units. Each platoon had their own hooch, you would call it. A-frame structures. I don't know. 50 foot long. So we're all in there living in rows. Two rows, one on each side of a central walkway. Next to these these hooches, these A-frames, was a fucking shitter, a, a restroom, sand floor, I'm talking 20 shitters, let's say it was 15, 20 toilets, side by side, there were no partitions, so if you've never had an experience like this, this is like, you know, you see like in movies where somebody's in the, in the, um, stall next to you in a restroom, and they're like, hey, you got any toilet paper over there, man? Or somebody takes a shit next to you, and they, or they fart real loud, and everybody laughs, or something like that. Something out of a movie. Now imagine there's no partitions, and we gotta go to the bathroom, so we head in there, and there's already two or three guys copping a squat, sitting on these toilets, taking a shit. They're looking at the ground, the floor in front of them, or they're looking at the wall, or they're reading graffiti. Maybe they're reading something. Some people like to, back then it was like a newspaper or a magazine. They would have some, bring something in there. Some people shit, takes a long time to shit. I don't know. Me, it was always, I sit down, I'm done in fucking 30 seconds, I'm out of there. So now you have incentive to get, get in and get out. You go in this head, and you got a fucking 20 shitters, and half a dozen guys already sitting down there doing their business. It's disgusting. 
it smells. I don't want anybody fucking looking at me. I don't want anybody sitting next to me. I don't want to make any small talk with you, motherfucker, while you're taking a shit. But some people, the ones with no shame, they would just shit anywhere. These are the ones who are shitting in restaurants and doctor's offices and in fucking Wawa bathrooms. Again, sometimes you got to go, you got to go. But don't go in my fucking office. Okay? Got to take a leak? Okay. But just come in, get fucking adjusted, get the fuck out. I walk into this fucking, me and my buddy Pudge, we walk into this restroom, this head in the Mojave Desert, and there's already half a dozen guys sitting in there taking a shit. No, there's three. It's me and Pudge. He stops on the near toilet. I walk all the way down the line to the far toilet. There's one guy between us. I don't even fucking look at him. I just see him out of my peripheral vision. Go all the way to the end. I sit down. I'm doing my business. Nobody's talking. All of a sudden, out of my my peripheral vision, I see this, like, motion. Like, there's something blurry happening in my peripheral vision. There's, There's movement to my left over by Pudge. Between me and Pudge. I can see this movement in my peripheral vision. It's not going away. I try to ignore it, but I got to look. So I, 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 I just glance over diagonally to my left. I get a better look. And there's a guy with a penthouse magazine on the fucking sand floor sitting on the toilet, jerking off, like into the toilet. He's jerking off into the toilet. And I'm thinking, God, Talk about having no shame. I mean, Marines and military in particular, generally, but Marines in particular, are notorious for being just animal, animalistic, uh, hyper-masculine. You know, uh, rubbing one off wherever they can because there's really not a lot of privacy you know, you live in a barracks with two or three roommates. There's always somebody jerking off somewhere. <laughs> somebody taking a shit. I mean, like, you definitely are... Your um, your behaviors will change. And things that used to bother you will not bother you anymore. Back to my whole being comfortable where other people are uncomfortable. The case is actually made, you know, for for that here. Because this is certainly a good example of being comfortable where others are uncomfortable. I look over and there's a guy with a penthouse magazine on the floor. And he is jerking off into the toilet while Pudge and I take shits. And I thought, man, you are like a fucking animal. You are a scumbag. How could you be aroused while me and my buddy over here are taking fucking shits. How could you get a fucking hard on? And you didn't see, you know, this was an extreme case. 
I'm not saying anybody who takes a shit in my office bathroom is, you know, like this guy. I'm just saying is it's an interesting, you know, instruct, you know, interesting visual on how people, the human condition, man, it's unfucking believable. There's the people that are out there that walk among us. Um, and we're supposed to find, we're supposed to agree with these folks. We're supposed to, you know, live in the same world with different people that do things that are just unthinkable. <laughs> hey, like I said, it's one of the best stories I have. Can you imagine that? You ever see anything or experience anything like that in, in your life? <laughs> I mean, I've seen guys take shits in out in the open. I've seen a guy, a guy who, like I told you, my assistant patrol leader taking a shit right in the fucking perimeter of our patrol, six feet from me. Uh, you know, I'd say, you know, I've seen a lot of things on ship. Somebody took a giant turd. It was like fucking... It was gigantic. I mean, like, people wanted to know who did it because it was fucking huge. And left it in the toilet. And I'd seen some disgusting things. It's terrible, man. Terrible. So some rants and some stories... That's what I got. You know, I, I guess at the end of these long days, I feel a little bit <clears throat> like I have to, like I have to get it out. I have to, I have to tell somebody. I have to experience, I have to, I have to share some of the, the craziest things that I can recall or that happened to me without divulging you know, any specifics on people. Again, I know and love everybody here. I'm trying to talk shit. I gotta call a spade a spade. And people are crazy, man. The things that I'm privy to, the behaviors of people right now is off the wall. It's just absolutely off the wall. I had somebody come up to me at dinner the other night, we're eating out, and said they wanted my autograph, some Dr. Drill, just strange, Uh, you know, I'm flattered, I'm honored, somebody would identify me as some quasi-local celebrity, but... I'm just a man. I'm just some guy who takes shits and masturbates into a toilet. I'm kidding. I didn't do that. But somebody fucking did do that. When the guy walked out of the restroom, everybody applauded him and fucking, you know, heckled him. Ah! And, and, and clapped. This is the sort of behavior that is awarded. It's like, man, you're fucking out there, bro. You are, you fucking beat us all. I wonder if he was like challenged to do that or if he was 
paid or bribed or they took up a collection like, hey, if Smith goes in there and does this sort of thing Marines would do. But I don't know. I feel, I feel like it was on him. I just find it um, appalling that somebody would do that, would get that urge while they others had a different urge. Yeah, I know some crazy motherfuckers, man. I'll tell you right that right now. Crazy motherfuckers. I, I can't beat that story that I just told you, so I'm not going to get too far into it right now. I'm just telling you, the things that occur and the zaniness that transpires out in the society. You know, I um talking with a dear friend today who's overwhelmed by some of this. A lot of where this is coming